You're listening to Gravy. 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 A production of the Southern Foodways Alliance, Gravy tells the stories of the changing American South. I'm Melissa Hall. And I'm Olivia Terenzio. So during the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about barbecue. We invite you to sit with us as we spread the coals, flip the hog, and stir the mop. Along the way, we'll share stories of Southern pitmasters from Idaho to South Carolina. Our next stop is Houston, Texas. For cultivating progress across the South, for working to unconditionally improve the lives of all, and for the bold underwriting of every gravy podcast, SFA thanks our visionary Louisville, Kentucky friends, Pam and Brooke Smith. So here's the thing, Olivia. You're never supposed to mess with Texas. And you need to be especially careful when Texas messes with your cuisine. Because the next thing you know, you have a little bit of the cuisine you started with and a whole lot of Texas. Tex-Mex, Viet Cajun, and now Viet Tex. Think brisket pho or burnt ends with green curry. I mean, seriously. Think about it. Okay, now I'm thinking about it. So in other words, you're saying go ahead and let Texas bring the barbecue to this party because this kind of culinary alchemy is exactly what should happen when Vietnamese cuisine comes to Texas. Jess Ng has the story. Pitmaster Don Nguyen calls Houston home. In 2017, he quietly opened Koi Barbecue as a pop-up with his brother Theo. These days, he's quickly becoming a force in the barbecue world. Diners slurp spoonful after spoonful of brisket, rice noodles, and herbs from his famed brisket pho. Fish sauce glazed chicken wings glisten and crackle with each gentle wok toss. These dishes and other specialties have reached new and national audiences. Even with his newfound national fame, Don Nguyen serves the Houston community first. At his monthly pop-ups, Customers wait in line around the block for a taste of Don's latest barbecue special. Many of them have supported him since day one. He's preparing to introduce Koi Barbecue as a Houston brick and mortar in 2023. But before Koi and before his TV debuts and his Yeti sponsorship, he needed to master the recipes closest to him. So he began with his family and Texas barbecue. I wanted to learn my mom's Vietnamese recipes, and food was a huge part of our family community growing up as Vietnamese immigrants. Um, Texas is one sort of barbecue culture or region that's really focused on beef. It's delicious, but it's also really heavy. Vietnamese food is really known for seasoning, soups, lots of flavors, uh, fermentation. Uh, We use a lot of fish sauce, lots of herbs, cilantro, um, and bean sprouts. Don's food represents a cuisine rapidly becoming known as Viet Tex, which was created in recent years by contemporary Vietnamese Texan chefs. These chefs grew up steeped in Houston's multicultural dining scene and ate Central Texas barbecue alongside their family recipes. In their own businesses, they marry smoked meats and barbecue spices with the flavorful broths and bright herbs that characterize Vietnamese dishes. It's no accident that Houston is ground zero for Viet Tex. Houston is the most diverse city in America, and by extension, one of the country's most vibrant food cities. More than 140,000 Vietnamese residents call Houston home, 
the largest community in the United States outside Southern California. Vietnamese Cajun crawfish restaurants, coffee shops, and banh mi stores draw steady crowds. Just around the corner from Vietnamese restaurants are Houston's historic barbecue joints, smoked sausages, ribs, and a signature salt and pepper brisket are staples for native Texans and families moving to Texas. Here's Don again. We found this combination of Vietnamese food and Texas barbecue to be really indicative of our upbringing. Though Viet Techs may be new to diners, the cuisine relies on techniques and ingredients from centuries of Texas barbecue tradition. In the antebellum South, enslaved people were often in charge of smoking meats during feasts like the 4th of July. Later, in the 19th century, immigrant German and Czech butcher shop owners began smoking their leftover meats and introduced Central Texas to new varieties of sausages with pickles and onions. European smoking techniques bled into existing Texas barbecue traditions and became the foundation for modern-day Central Texas barbecue. Don immigrated with his mom to Houston in 1991 as a five-year-old. Many Vietnamese refugees, like Don and his family, fled to the United States after the fall of Saigon in April 1975, and eventually brought over their relatives. Gulf regions were particularly attractive because of their humid, semi-tropical environments and extensive fishing, boating, and engineering industries, which felt like home to the Vietnamese. States such as California, Louisiana, and Texas fit the bill. Many Vietnamese families took note of Texas's growing Vietnamese community, which recently saw another increase after Hurricane Katrina. My grandfather was sponsored by a Lutheran family from Austin. So he came here um, and got an engineering degree um, with a master's at University of Texas, Austin. Um, and then we just have cut our roots here. A lot of people ended up in similar situations. Vietnamese ended up in LA, San Jose, lots of Texas, Houston, Austin, and then some of Virginia as well. Louisiana was a big one too for a lot of people that have fishing and shipping backgrounds. It's a diaspora from the war. In this new homeland, Vietnamese Americans have created distinct regional cuisines. In 1981, Vietnamese shrimpers on the Texas Gulf Coast faced an angry mob of Klansmen who came at the invitation of jealous white fishermen. The Southern Poverty Law Center brought suit against the KKK, and seafood became a symbol of resilience for Vietnamese Americans. As more families settled in the Houston area, not all grocery stores carried Vietnamese ingredients. But this didn't stop families from cooking food from their homelands. Even if it meant substituting la choy soy sauce for fish sauce, Vietnamese families engineered nostalgic dishes that reflected their new southern homes. It's a pattern of adaptation and evolution that Vietnamese immigrants have long used to survive. Take, for example, the garlicky, buttery, Viet Cajun crawfish that gained popularity in the early 2000s. In a 2018 Vice article, Houston-born writer Dan Q. Dao wrote about how Viet Cajun was different than opportunistic, often poorly executed Asian fusion cuisine. Here's Dan. Fusion in the Vietnamese context is different because it's like a pride point that for Vietnamese people that they've been colonized by the French, they made banh mi, they were colonized by the Chinese and they made these noodle soups. Like it's just a method of survival. It's a, it's a method of like keeping your ingredients alive in the cuisine and kind of pushing it forward as a way of adapting for survival. 
Families dig into pots of seafood boiled with lemongrass and other Vietnamese herbs and spices, which, like Viet Techs, blend southern and Vietnamese cuisine. When it comes to Viet Techs, Dan sees similar factors at play. What surprises me about the scene is just how what, what might be perceived as fusion is actually organic cultures colliding um, because immigrants have been displaced from where they're from and, and they're arriving here. Texas accepts more refugees than any other state in America, and you really see that in the cuisine. Though Don Nguyen champions the cuisine of his family, he also wants to honor Texas barbecue tradition and the trailblazers before him. In the early days of Koi, Don logged hours reading, eating, and tinkering with his own smoker. When he opened for business, some customers asked Don where he purchased his barbecue instead of acknowledging that he smoked his own meats. But Don knew his worth and had done his research. He had mastered the barbecue basics before deciding to add Vietnamese elements. It's like your favorite band. You want to know everything about them, where they played their first show, who influenced them. And so for me, it's Texas barbecue. I want to know everything about this barbecue. His commitment to Texas barbecue tradition is easy to see. In addition to brisket pho, Don offers brisket as a standalone menu item so his fellow Houstonians can taste and judge the quality of its barbecue alone. Cuisines like Vietex aren't created in a day or by one person. Vietex has been inspired by years of barbecue tradition, immigrant narratives, and the ingenuity of Houston chefs. Vietex stands on its own as a storied, layered cuisine and a movement belonging to 140,000 Vietnamese Houstonians. After the break, we see how Viet Tex has become a movement outside Houston. Do you know cast iron does some of its best work outside? Whether you're cooking over the campfire or a grill, Lodge cast iron skillets, griddles, and grill baskets bring the taste of summer to your next food adventure. Their camp and Dutch ovens love to tag along too, helping you bring favorite recipes to the great outdoors. Crafted in America with just iron and oil, Lodge Cast Iron helps you turn every meal into an outdoor masterpiece. Go to lodgecastiron.com to shop the full collection and savor the outdoors. For Lodge's longtime support of the Southern Foodways Alliance and this podcast, we thank them. Houston may be the epicenter of Viet Tech's but it's not the only place you can find it. In San Antonio, Andrew Ho and Sean Wen are the owners of Curry Boys BBQ, a restaurant specializing in the combination of Southeast Asian curry and classic Texas barbecue. Curry Boys wasn't Andrew's first experience with barbecue. A few years after college, he briefly taught English in Thailand. He soon found himself working as the general manager at Wan Ut Ut, a popular American barbecue joint in Saigon. The eatery sold novelty barbecue plates for American prices, $15 for smoked ribs compared to the $2 bowls of pho down the block. Given the price differences, the owners expected expats and tourists to fill the 200-person dining hall. But to their surprise, Vietnamese people became the restaurant's most reliable customers. Like whenever I was working there, it was about, it was flipped about 90% local and 10% expat. Just because if you're like, if you're, if you're visiting Saigon and you, you don't know that they exist, you're probably not, you're not going to go there. 
where like it kind of caught on like wildfire for locals. Uh, and it was kind of like a status symbol eating there. Andrew and Sean attended the same high school in Cypress, Texas, northwest of Houston. But they only really crossed paths in college, where they met at the UT Austin gym. They bonded over their shared interest in cooking with Asian flavors, Vietnamese for Andrew and Taiwanese for Sean, and sampling brisket at Austin-area barbecue joints, like Franklin Barbecue. They began cooking Vietnamese-style crawfish for their friends, and eventually expanded to the larger Austin community. We just started doing crawfish pop-ups, seafood pop-ups, all over San Antonio and Austin at different breweries, wineries, bars, essentially anywhere that would take us. Like almost two years. Yeah, yeah, and people really, really enjoyed like the style. Because in Houston, you have Viet Cajun, but like in Austin and in San Antonio, it was very new to everyone. So the reception we got from everyone was great. With their success in the pop-up market, they opened up Viet Cajun restaurant Pinch Boyle House in San Antonio in 2017. The duo began learning the food business and building a relationship with San Antonio diners. We've learned so much about San Antonio's tastes, like what they want to eat, what they're excited about, what they may be a little timid to try, and things like that, like through trial and error. In spring 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic forced San Antonio restaurants to temporarily close, including Pinch. Without the daily restaurant grind, Andrew and Sean began discussing a new pop-up concept with South Barbecue owner Andrew Samia. This pop-up would introduce Andrew Samia's Texas barbecue alongside Andrew and Sean's Southeast Asian curries. Coincidentally, the seeds for this idea had been planted a year earlier. In 2019, Andrew Ho visited Thai barbecue restaurant Eam in Portland, Oregon, and had a bite of what would soon become his new obsession. Brisket burnt ends submerged in a flavorful white curry. I remember him talking about this curry dish like even way before the pandemic. I remember him being like, should we hit up Andrew Samia and do this pop-up thing? And I was like, dude, I don't even have time to <laughs> tie my own shoes with, pinch, with issues that pinch. We just gotta focus on pinch. Since opening, the Curry Boys have moved their operations to a permanent location on North St. Mary's. It's hard to miss the Flamingo Pink converted shipping container where they take orders for oak-smoked prime brisket served with green curry. They've introduced their curries to new slate of Texans, winning over everyone from Texas Monthly Barbecue critic Daniel Vaughn to YouTube food influencer Mikey Chen. Before Curry Boys and Koi Barbecue, Vietnamese barbecue and brisket pho already had an audience in New York. In 2015, you could order a hearty bowl of 14-hour smoked brisket pho at Lucy's Vietnamese in Brooklyn. Chef and co-owner Johnny Huynh first refined his culinary chops under Houston native Dennis Ngo. Dennis was nostalgic for the barbecue of his youth, so he began selling smoked brisket sandwiches. And he recruited Johnny to run his side business making Vietnamese summer rolls. First, Johnny experimented with smoked brisket in the summer rolls, and eventually he came up with brisket pho. It happened when I got older, when I was working with Dennis, and he had this outdoor market, and that's when I learned how to do brisket and smoke it. And then I was like, Vietnamese food has brisket too, but it's different. And I wanted to show like different cultures, especially like with Vietnamese, people, Vietnamese food, people are very, oh, fish sauce or like, it's, it's weird, it's different. But I was like, what can I do to make American people or people like who not cultured get together and eat something? And I was like, barbecue. Dennis stopped selling barbecue in 2018. 
Even though he reliably sold out, he felt the spatial and safety constraints of the city made it difficult to smoke meats while staying true to Texas tradition. Here's Dennis. Being in New York and at that time, the kitchen I was working out of, I was not able to use a real wood-burning smoker due to ventilation issues, so we had to rely on an electric smoker. Back in Texas, Curry Boys Andrew and Sean have achieved national press, but they will occasionally receive strange requests from first-time customers. Even then, they try to stay true to their version of curry with barbecue. Here's Sean one again. And I think like once we can kind of describe to people like, hey, like just substitute the word curry for sauce. Like it's just a different, interesting sauce. If you were to close your eyes and I were to give you this brisket and give you a sauce, you, would, you wouldn't think twice about trying it. And why should customers try to separate the brisket from the curry? Like the brothers behind Koi and the children of Vietnamese immigrants in Texas, the curry boys see their operation as a natural extension of their childhood. And so we didn't feel like we were being stretched too thin or trying to find like the newest viral trend of like, oh, let's, just, let's mix this with that. As Asian Americans, we're as American as we are Asian. And so our experience of Texas barbecue growing up, super Asian food growing up was just like our reality. Shows such as Top Chef Houston and Barbecue Bra are drawing more attention to Viet Techs and exposing this cuisine to barbecue fanatics around the country. Blood Brothers Barbecue, a barbecue joint in Bel Air, Texas, recently saw their Vietnamese pitmaster Hui Huang snag a James Beard nomination for Best Texas Chef. Social media also helps showcase Viet Techs to diners and chefs outside Texas who decide they want a delicious bowl of brisket pho. As Viet Techs takes off, Vietnamese chefs in places like Houston, Los Angeles, and New York City are continuing to cook food that reflects their upbringing and hometowns. Their food, nostalgic, relatable, and delicious, speaks to a generation born and raised in the United States and resists the reductive label of Asian fusion. Thanks to contemporary Vietnamese chefs, Viet Tex is shaping the growing canon of Southern and American food. And there's no telling when it will arrive on your doorstep. Jess Ng is a food and culture writer based in San Francisco, California. She also dabbles in design, graphics reporting, and sewing her own clothes, and waits for the day when she can combine all of her skills. Special thanks to co-producer Courtney DeLong, and to Don Nguyen, Andrew Ho, Sean Nguyen, Andrea Nguyen, Dan Q. Dow, Dennis No, Johnny Nguyen, and Teresa Trin. The music for this episode is from Krungbin. We thank Wendell Patrick for Gravy's theme music. Jazar for our donor music. Gravy's publisher is Mary Beth Lassiter. The heavy editing lift for this season of Gravy comes by way of my co-host, Olivia Terenzio. Katie King is our fact checker. Did this episode whet your appetite for barbecue? Join us for our barbecue symposium, October 21st and 22nd here in Oxford, Mississippi. Together, we'll ask questions about what barbecue is, who makes it, and we'll learn how the craft is changing. Visit us at southernfoodways.org to buy your tickets and learn more about the event. Oh, and while you're there, become a member or make a donation. Your dollars fund our work and help us make more gravy. I'm Melissa Hall. I'm Olivia Terenzio. Excited to lap up another episode of Gravy? Tell a friend. 
past the gravy boat, there's plenty to go around.